0: Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock.
1: Hi, I'm Jose Garcia.
0: And I'm Lachlan Sedarshan. And I'm Greg Stolze, and this will be... How many sessions of uh, Termination Shock have we played already?
1: Oh boy.
0: Uh, we started at the beginning. Let me check
1: on of- my calendar. Oh, uh, you got Okay, you're you're way more planned than I am.
2: You know me. Uh, yeah. let's see. Um, we started on the 5th of February. So then that's 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 and we missed a session 2 weeks ago. So that's okay. our 7th session.
0: today. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. So <laughs> episode 7, I guess. Yep. Um, <laughs> Who wants to. Oh, no, you know what happens in the seventh episode of every season. What happens in the seventh episode well, what, of every yeah. season? I. I oh, it's a, don't. It's, a, it's a joke. It's
2: a Game of Thrones thing. Like, that's that's when a major character is killed off. That's what I was saying.
1: Oh. You don't say. Oh, what have you done?
2: <laughs> yeah, give the GM ideas. It makes for a more uh, interesting story.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so I think I'll try to start off this week. Please, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. All right, well. As we all know in life, there is both the good and the bad, and last session the Burroughs certainly went through both in equal measure. You see, last session, uh, the Burroughs and their and their good friend Slewfit were trained uh, in how to use alien weapons, like the turkey baster, uh, more or less a laser gun that kind of looks like a turkey baster. And it turns out that the way that the aliens decide to teach us how to use weaponry is to essentially use uh, more or less an MMO actual war simulator where we got to be faceless death killing machines to attack a uh, to attack an alien race that's definitely going to be hostile and definitely going to harm people. And this is their tactic to... Hopefully prevent future war and hopefully teach them to, I suppose, be nicer people. That's probably not part of the aliens' goal, but who knows? The burrows did not take very well to this at all, much to the aliens' shock. But then, on the other side of the good of 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 the good side of things, we managed to set up an amazing karaoke a tournament and talent show establishing some sort of human and alien interaction for the first time to an audience of a couple billion. Uh, and I believe that's, that's it, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Smooth won the synthetic Heisman-esque karaoke trophy.
1: Right. How could we forget? The
0: solid gold Heisman
2: trophy that weighs 4,000 pounds. Shit was pretty sure. cash.
0: <laughs> well, you know, gold no longer has its rarity value in a, uh, you know, if, if you've got the ability to just matter print elements as you need them, hey, sure. why not make it gold?
2: Well, um, that's true. Since we all live on spaceships, it is still a good conductor,
0: so it has a number of practical applications. There you go. Um, but yes, the uh, the Burroughs boys inadvertently became drone pilots uh, for a ground war many light years away, uh, being conducted by aliens that they dubbed the Staplerpedes, and yes. conducted against the mooklings who, in fairness, don't sound like a real cultural treasure trove. They are a very... Warlike culture that uh, has, indulges in so sur- not just slavery and forced breeding, but you know, didn't they tell? Did, did they tell you the bit where? Oh yeah, the subjugated class has their growth hormones siphoned off in adolescence, and so the the ruling class gets extra growth hormones and gets to mm-hmm. be
1: yes, I do. Super giant. They
0: touched on that part. And that the reason they were doing this uh, that that they didn't really intend to win the war, but just it was something sort of a holding action to delay their space project so that they wouldn't take off and encounter the other inhabited planet in their solar system, which would which was it about the Neolithic age, and yes. so you know you you really don't want to put high tech conquerors mm. right next door to neolithic savages it'll it'll end really badly Mm -hmm. and but yeah the 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 explanation you got for why things were being done in this strange inefficient way just all boiled down to it would be real bad for their culture if we didn't
2: right so i mean if i'm understanding correctly their goal for right now is um to just sort of run out the clock until their neighbors can get far enough ahead where it's like a fair fight or where they can repel the invasion or what? Or are we still sort of in the dark still about that Still not
0: real clear. Hotspur we was... We talked about it, I think. Hotspur was not super in-depth about how that was going down because he may not have known much. Yeah. may have he, just taken yeah. things at, uh, at face value.
2: Given what we know about him, that seems pretty likely. But I mean, as far as we know, he hasn't really been dishonest with us. It's just he didn't explain this part because he didn't think it was important. I don't think he was trying to to bamboozle us.
0: It's possible that Pred Culture does not have a history of MMO first person shooters. He may have just assumed that you knew what this means is is drone warfare. That's also. P- pretty possible.
2: I don't really see a reason that that couldn't be yet. And also, he's giving us too much credit. When will people learn? <laughs> we're, we're idiots. We don't know anything.
1: Well, well, we're, we're the best alien collaborators. But, well, like, we are
2: watching so it as alien collaborators. <laughs> I mean, like we had a karaoke contest. Everybody had a good time. I mean, we're we're batting a thousand here as far as I'm concerned.
1: The lizards on V should have hired us. That's, that's just what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> In a thousand years, the word Burrows will be synonymous with cravenly acquiescing to any <laughs> horror that an alien requests of you. It's like Quizzling times 1,000. That seems like
2: a fitting end for these characters. <laughs> the Burrows, historical footnotes.
0: <laughs> They'd be delighted to be a part of history, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I like to imagine that also, like, thousands of years in the future, they're conflated with the actual Edgar Rice Burroughs. In the same way, like, oh, you know, the Burroughs brothers, they were some uh, some hicks who didn't know anything about Earth. And also, maybe they were Earthlings who got a bunch of shit wrong about Mars before we went to live there. I don't know. One or the other. Maybe both. I think they were twins or something.
0: Are you guys twins or is one of you? uh, No, we're 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 not. We've never established that. Which is the older brother.
2: I had assumed that Henry was the older brother, but if we want to change yeah, that, that's I, uh, cool.
1: I actually also assumed that Henry was the older brother.
2: I thought that we had said that when we were doing Charge End together. Okay. Well, let me make maybe. a note. Sure, because Fraser's the older brother, so...
0: All right, and the very last scene... Uh, yeah, I remember what we cliff-hung on. Well, you know, yes, the the last scene was them breaking it, or being in a position to break it to their friend who was also in the possible war crimes matrix with them that no that was not a video game training simulation that was an ender's game non-simulation with drones being piloted many light years away and she yeah her line was something about she she hadn't won the karaoke contest and was feeling bad, but she's like, well, but at least I killed a lot of mooklings today. So we don't need to actually play out that scene, I don't think, but okay. how, That's fine. did you guys gently break it to her that, you know, what the real situation was, or did you just I let know. her...
2: Oh, I mean, we we had talked about whether or not to tell her, and I believe that we had agreed we'll do it, but after the karaoke contest, so that we don't right. psych her out.
1: It, yeah. So I I know Stanley probably attempted in his way to to gently get across, like, hey, hey, this is probably this is definitely real. Uh, well, that sort of thing.
0: She doesn't freak out, but she just gets really pale and wide-eyed and, you know, asks if you're sure and when you reassure her that it is she just kind of stares off into space for a while and and says I never saw myself as a space war drone murderous adventurer. I don't know how I got here. But thank you for your honesty in telling me. And, and it you you just feel kind of dismissed, so that's awkward. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Thank you
2: for your honesty in telling me. I don't I don't think that she's going to cash
0: out like we did. <laughs> um, I'm getting that feeling. No, you 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 don't see her going up there anymore. Oh, okay. Um, and you find out through your various uh, your various resources that. And they're not really clear, because apparently it's one of those things where there isn't a word in any human language that's specific to what the ship is doing. But it's traveling in some fashion where light speed is not a concern. So you are traveling. You don't know what your destination is, because it hasn't been named in English yet. Oh, okay. But uh, you are going to get there within a few days. And so they are are making preparations for getting the humans off the ship onto, it sounds like, some kind of permanent space habitat. Okay. Uh, this includes, over the course of those days, um, Oh, what was uh, the name of your mechanic friend? Ramirez? What, um it was Vasquez. Uh, Vasquez 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 is uh proud to show you that she has repaired the spruce goose Odd shit! and not wow. just prepare repaired it but improved it the you know she she's pretty pleased as she's showing you the panels that you know repl- the, all the shot up exterior panels have been replaced and mm-hmm. as she's showing them to you they have this Perfect mirror finish. Mm. And it's completely flawless, and when you put your hands on it, it's completely smooth. And she explains that the, the fabrication process is, since it's molecular fabrication, these are like matter lasers. Everything in the matrix of the matter is perfect, and there are no, uh, no errors, no kinks, no tiny pits, no flaws. And that, that makes it Considerably stronger than it was before. Nice. With no additional weight.
1: Yeah, Stanley is over the moon about so this.
0: Add add a point of armor to the Spruce Goose. Oh, cool. I, you guys already had spacesuits, right? Uh, um, I believe so. One presumes.
1: Cause, cool. Yeah, because my, my stone suit busted, but obviously <clears throat> I had space
0: Yeah, a spacesuit can go over on the top of that. Um anyone who didn't have spacesuits and almost everybody had one. I mean, it it was a necessity of life living on Mars or in a mining colony or in the asteroid belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost a necessity of life. It's a necessity if you're going to work in most places. So most people have them. Most of us did subsistence
2: living, et cetera. Yeah.
0: They were, they're working on making sure that everybody has one, even down to, You know, the young people. Uh, And so it seems like maybe you're going to have to go through hard vacuum to get to your new residence, but eh, how bad can it be? You've been through hard vac before okay so
2: we would go in like a breezeway type structure or why would we be going through hard vacuum I
0: don't think I understand what you're saying Jim getting from the ship you're on to the place you're going they may not be able to link it up all that well
2: oh Mm -hmm. they don't have like a jet bridge or something that's a little awkward but okay we've got to work
0: around they just want to be prepared yeah that's smart that's a good idea and oh, we should we should improve your characters. Sounds good to me. Um, so, yep. uh, you guys get a choice between. Let's see. If you want, you can each get a shiny additional social hit point. Okay. So that's option A. Henry's option B is the uh, exploit quick shot, where if you are doing damage. To an enemy, you can do it to a second enemy. So it basically Whoa. says if you hit with one, you can use that hit on a second target. If wow, there's another one available. Great wow! If there isn't another one
2: available, can I hit the first one twice? Nope. Oh, that's odd. Okay. Uh, no,
0: that sounds pretty exciting. Stanley, uh, you have the option of a blue failsafe, which is adaptable where if you take exhaustion damage to any track you can put one point of that exhaustion on a different track. Oh, that's
2: a hard trip. That's interesting. I'm going to go with quick shot. I've got a lot of social hit points and uh, that hasn't really been coming up a lot in this campaign whereas quick shooting kind of has, so I'm going to I'm going to do that and maybe protect myself a little bit more better.
0: All right, I got to see I got to remember what color that is.
2: Oh yeah, tell me so I can put it in my notes if you would. It is
0: when blue is chump. So it is a. uh, When energy and harmony are at the. uh, When energy and harmony are champ dice, then you can use quickshot if you're fighting. So when either of them is champ? When they both together are.
2: Okay, so it only works when my gravity is my runt.
1: Right okay,
2: only works when gravity Runt got up all
1: right, I ooh that that adapt was very, very tempting, but I think mm-hmm. based on uh, based on all the kind of social fights that Stanley has been getting into, I think I'm actually gonna take that social hit point okay cool I'm gonna so that bumps up my social HP from eight to nine.
2: Oh shit, you've got nine now. look at you. All We're right. twins yeah. I mean, I've also got mine. We're not twins. We just talked about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have drawn on another social hit point in ink for Stanley. Oh, yeah. That's how you know it's permanent. You're moving on up in the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you guys have that going on. Um, And Uh also, Hotspur shows up moving in a more. Hesitant way than usual, and he has something glued on his back, and he okay. you know, sort of shuffles sideways towards you. And that horseshoe appendage on his back is messing about with the object, which looks like you know closer up it's some kind of brown box.
2: Okay, and So it he looks glued
0: like a box. To his back. He webbed a box to his back to carry it, and now the appendage is loosening it, and he sort of puts it down in front of the two of you and then with the horseshoe appendage puts a bow on the top in webbing. Oh, that's and, nice. And he says Is it Gwyneth Altro's severed head? You don't know. You haven't opened it. Uh he's he's making the flicking things with his uh with his finger mouth. And mm-hmm. the translation comes through. I wish it is my Desire in the past that you know, I did not understand the importance to your emotions of what I got for you. And he kind of nudges the thing with one foot and says, this gift is not for your feelings, it is what I think your bodies could need, and then he comes over to the box and uh it's about the size it's a little smaller than a hat box um it's about it's a square about the size of a chessboard, but probably uh eight inches deep, and it looks like it's made out of wood, only it's the 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 wood wood like um substance. Has no veins or rings or texture to it. Uh, it's got a, a weird kind of latch where you like rotate this square disc of wood that's across the middle and then the top pops up. <laughs> okay. And inside, resting in cutout spaces of the same material, are a pair of uh, steel turkey blasters. And engraved on the barrels, you know how each of you got these bracelets? One of you got it from Fisher, and one got it from... Oh, those hair friendship bracelet things. Yes. Yes. The patterns of those have been printed in gold around the circumference of the barrels. The patterns of those... Okay, got it. So they are and in gold. And he you know, comes over and lifts them up, and you can see there's a second tray underneath that's just full of laser ammunition. And oh, wow. he sort of shuffles his head side to side and then just spins around and bounds off. Okay, so let's open the box. Yeah, you've got... Well, it, he opened it for you, and you can see he's, oh. he's given you yeah. a pair of guns.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, uh... Good,
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, Stanley. Uh, Stanley takes a gun and uh, you know, kind of just you know, it, he it, he examines it, even though it's clear he he's like he knows more about guns now. But it it looks like he is trying to be like a professional soldier, like check the scope or check the, even though it's clearly an alien gun.
0: Hmm. It's exactly the kind you were trained on.
1: Oh, great. great. Okay. So yeah,
2: but so it's a-
0: brand new. Nice. So, uh,
2: quick question. Um, you said that there weren't any, like, veins or whorls or anything. Is it kind of like the uh, apples that everybody was eating, as though it were uh, 3D printed from, like, one master file? So yep. they had, like, one piece of wood, and they said, okay, just copy and paste this wood, like, mm-hmm. 40 times and make a box? Yep.
0: When you were describing it, I was picturing this thing. Okay, let me see what's in the chat here. The lament configuration? No, it's very yeah, the
2: Lamentron <laughs> configuration. Because you're like, it's perfectly smooth, and like the wood doesn't have any grain, and there's like metal shit in it. I'm like, oh, oh no, I think I've seen this movie. <laughs> I'm like, okay, and then we open it, and he's like, the the parts slide out, and I'm I'm just thinking, oh no, <laughs> we don't get a we don't get any rest, we don't get a respite uh okay so that's um that's so you, cool i like that he put a bow on it you are now armed yes we're armed and dangerous but only to ourselves so if well, i you're understand now, correctly, you're now dangerous to other people too yeah but i want to put sort of a damper on that um i, I have some feelings about it uh he had said this wasn't for our past feelings or like with respect to the past i i got a little lost towards that first part
1: well he doesn't
2: go ahead like i know that it was to represent that he's sort of unsure but he said this is what your bodies need and like put your emotions aside or what was what was our takeaway from that
1: i i was yeah i I was thinking it was a little like i was paying
2: attention it's just it was a little it was a little muddled
1: well, I mean, it's the tra- natural. It's translation stuff. It, it's okay. it's very little translation. But I, I felt like it was, you know, it was just something like, 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 hey, listen, th- this isn't. I don't want to like, I don't want to step on your feelings or whatever. But uh-huh. you, you are gonna need this. Okay. So, you know, try to, you know, so you know, don't take the Don't take this a weird, funny way. But you're gonna need this.
2: Okay. Yeah, that was what I thought too. I I mostly just I wanted to compare notes. Like that was what I thought he meant, and right. he,
0: it looks like you. He... <laughs> So that is the consensus. Uh, You guys head back. People are getting smelly and grumpy in the enclosure. The the karaoke uh, demonstration Hmm? did seem to calm people down. And there are a lot of people now looking up Pred Music with their Ansibles. And so you hear that... Strange polychromal, arrhythmic, or multi rhythmic music blasting Mm. out of everyone's enclosure at all times of the night. And then someone finds um, sleeve music, which Uh is that they can use their whole giant bodies like one lung and make these sort of compressed air fart sounds, only they're Mm -hmm. loud like thunder. And so people are fooling around with those and figuring out how to speed them up 8,000 times so that they sound like little squeaks and toots. And so there's a a minor music uh, scene developing in the bunker. But um, you guys come out of whatever weird space you were traveling through and people's Old radio-based phones start blowing up. Blowing up like Samsung galaxies, or just ringing? Just ringing. Okay.
2: Yeah, that. I got. I got to right. ask at this point. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. They decided you guys don't get to have your old-fashioned phones anymore, and they are destroying them all remotely. No. Um, <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. That would be kind of a twist. Um, all right. And it is people who. Were rescued in other uh, and and traveled on other ships. So the Killing Blade of Pure Affection carried a lot of the refugees away, but didn't get all of them. Mm-hmm. And so people who traveled on other ships are now talking about, "Oh, you finally arrived. We got here a little sooner. Um, you need to get to Gumstring Station as quickly as you can." It's kind of a, a land rush over here, huh. and the your hosts show you what the first arrivies dubbed Gumstring Station, which is a giant wheeled space station or wheel shaped space station, like out of two thousand one, a space odyssey. Okay, but it clearly it parts of it look ancient. Uh, you know, it it has you, as you're watching it, you can just count like 50 different architectural styles and technical influences. There's parts just glommed on that look like they are crystal growths, and there are parts that are wired and bubbled together, and parts that are featureless vanta black cubes, and others that are piles of circuitry just dangling out in space. Uh, It looks very old and confusing and layered and ad hoc and flung together. Okay, And they explain to you that this is one of the sites where humans are being resettled, that there are four resettlement spaces for humans to start out at. Uh, This is one of them. Uh, a an, an arc of the exterior has been set aside for you. And this thing's tiered. It's got all kinds of different uh, diameter hoops rotating around a center. Uh, and you can see they're moving at different speeds to create different gravities. And mm-hmm. you guys will be given, it looks like about a 3% part of the whole station. Oh, shit. That's a lot. Uh, so, yeah, they are getting shuttle ships ready to take people over. And as they're doing this, you know, they're explaining how this is going to go. They're going to take everyone's fingerprints so that they know they've gotten everyone. And this will be you know, this will be your new home. OK, sounds sounds pretty good. Now, sounds pretty good. Since you guys have a ship, you don't need to you, you can jump the queue. And from what you've been hearing, that's great because the space is filling up fast, and it's sort of first come first serve. Okay. Um, well, let's uh, go get dad and pack our shit and go over there and see see what good. we got to do. As you are doing that, somebody sidles up to you. Uh, you know, looking over at the, you know the big doorway that you guys are allowed to go through, and the people. Who came with you and the people you rescued are allowed to go through, but most people aren't allowed to go through. As you're going past that, who should sidle up to you, scratching at the edge of his eye patch? But your old buddy Pack. Okay, cool. Oh
2: boy. I'll, I'll say hello to him.
0: Greetings, Burroughs brothers. My, I saw you sing at the karaoke. That was that was spectacular. Your voices, your. You're like larks, or like I've always imagined larks would sound. (coughs) Larks have been extinct for
2: millions of years? Oh, it's very, very kind of you. Thank you.
0: I am wondering if I can speak with you in private for a bit. I
2: don't see any reason why not. Uh, We'll just step out of traffic here.
0: Come over here by my office, and he starts walking towards the bathroom area. All right, is there any... If this if this giant arena where you've all been crammed is you know something like a town, the bathroom section is the bad part of town. Uh, you know they've they've gotten the buckets to seal well, but it still has a still retains that bad reputation. And he stops by a guy who's got a blanket spread out with an assortment of junk on it, um, you know circuit boards, uh, some carved wooden stuff, a few torn and re sewn t shirts, and he said, You can leave your Ansible devices with my associate here. They will be perfectly safe. And he takes out his you guess it's his Ansible. It is a black cube and se- and hands it to the guy.
2: I'm 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 put off. Why would we want to do that? I don't I don't know what's
0: happening.
1: <laughs> we're well we're we're speaking in private and I assume yeah since an Ansible communicate is a theoretical communication device. He All
0: also right. hands over his old style human cell phone. Okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Stan- uh, Stanley's a little bit a little bit suspicious, like you're but still. i
2: ask him what's up. I'm sure he has a good reason that I'm just not clever enough
0: to think of. He well, this is not uncommon from your dealings with him on Mars.
2: Some of the Oh, stuff you mean would. just for the conversation, not like before, right? Right. Like when we leap over, I, I misunderstood the situation. Uh, okay. No, he doesn't want yeah, to get sure, I'll, I'll set my cell phone down in the bucket then while we go, so that okay, the man cell can phone sleep. and Ansible. And yeah, okay. I thought you meant like leave it forever. Here, no. Yourself,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, no. 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 Yeah. So, and Stanley yeah. will do the same with Charles. He's not okay. Too yeah, that's normal it, But he'll do it.
2: Yeah, I don't care about that.
1: Okay. Sure. Come back sure. soon, yeah. boss. Uh, I will, Charles. Don't worry.
2: Oh, man, you I'm, jinxed it. Now you're not going to come back soon.
1: I'm incapable of worry. <laughs> That's comforting. Thank you, Charles.
0: If, if only we, he could pass it on to us. So he takes <laughs> you off behind the stalls and turns on some water and says, uh, It's not that I don't trust our uh, our rescuers, but... The fact of the matter is, anytime you have that many sentient beings gathered together, some of them are going to be untrustworthy. And we don't really know very much about their communication technologies or their philosophies, their history, their nature. We are babes in the woods. And that makes me uncomfortable.
2: I sympathize with your... Uh, <clears throat> Your mindset. Truthfully, uh, I'm beginning to think there are a few more holes than I had initially surmised in our understanding of our new benefactors. I know that I don't necessarily think they're dangerous, but uh, I think that we need to assume
0: a little bit less common ground. Exactly, exactly. The thing of it is, I'm not entirely comfortable with having them take my fingerprints... I feel that there is an essential freedom involved in the privacy of being
2: deniable. Perfectly understandable, given your, uh,
0: <clears throat> colorful past. Well, so, I am hoping that if you can understand my position, you will see your way to letting me ride to our new residence on your magnificent vehicle. Hmm. And in this fashion, we would have to be... mm, What's the word I'm looking for? We would have to show... Discrete. Yes. You took the word out of my mouth. I'm a veritable (laughs) ventriloquist dummy before your your intelligence. A bad habit of mine. So if you can... I, I have sourced a cabinet in which I can hide myself... They trust you enough that you would be allowed to put this on your ship without inspection, and mm. in return, I would be able to offer you my gratitude and assistance in ways including, but not limited to, a license for the recipe for one of the remaining bottles of white wine. No oh, humanity. Oh, Okay, cool. Cool.
2: I didn't want to jump in cuz I knew given the kind of character that he is, he would immediately offer quid pro quo because he knows that all relationships are inherently transactional. So I didn't have to be every RPG character and say that's cool, but what are you going to pay me? Awesome. You really understand uh this this spiv type thing, Greg. I'm 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 <laughs> over the moon. You you were clear about about pack. Okay, so. cool. So I'm inclined to just sort of blithely go along with this. Um, He can hide in our roll-top desk like in his Girl Friday, and we'll all have a laugh when uh, things go right and nothing bad happens to anybody. He's he's got a
0: crate for himself. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I was just, you know. Um, I think that he probably asks us to do stuff like this on occasion, and we know that there's some kind of shady reason behind it, but while he's um, sort of disreputable, I don't think that he's dangerous or um, harmful in any way in this particular thing. He probably just wants to stay off the radar so he can continue to sell, you know, black market soap and blue cone of coffee and stuff. So, sure, I I think we ought to do it. What do you think, Stanley?
1: Hmm.
2: They you see, you seem would, on the fence. I'd like to know your thoughts.
1: I would be more comfortable if they had already caught the spy.
2: Oh shit! You think he's the spy? That would be terrible.
1: I okay. don't think he's the spy, but I, I don't think he's the, I don't think he's the spy because if he was the spy, he wouldn't be doing this he wouldn't be reaching out to us that's a little but you
2: think that his suspicious behavior will make them be like well why would he do this if he wasn't the spy and we'd just be like oh no you don't understand he commits other crimes
1: right we yeah we would be at a like they they know we're not the spy we they know we're not abating and abetting the spy but they don't but it but after all they don't it's not that they wouldn't think that we could be duped by a spy so, okay, so if we get
2: you. called out, just say that we're idiots and we didn't think that he could have been the spy. I feel like that's really in character for us. I don't think that it would necessarily be us trying to be duplicitous. Right. Just if they I say, should. how do you know he's not the spy? we just be like, oh, well, he's one of our contacts that we started out with. His with references at the of the are game. Impeccable. So,
1: right. We didn't like, think I, that he was going
2: to be the bad guy, yeah.
1: Like I think ultimately we should do it. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking a couple of, of steps ahead because I think, ahead, cause I yeah. don't think there's any reason for the boroughs to not take up this offer because they're yeah. kind of trusting people, as we have seen over they, the past. They <laughs> are
2: trusting people. It's where a lot of their it's where a lot of their external conflicts come from. I right. uh, I love the way that these guys are developing. They are really fun characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm okay with it. I think that we should help them out, and if we get caught then we'll do that and then maybe I'll say he thinks he's a vampire he needs to travel in a crate
0: alright um no you pack him in the crate you get him on the spruce goose without any question Um, we'll put sandwiches in there or something don't know how long it'll be anyone else you're gonna give a ride to
2: we can ask um, we can ask Jeanette if she'd like to bum a ride with us so she doesn't have to wait in line and I assume that we're probably taking Elijah with us yes of course Unless he's like, no, I want to stand in line with all of these other crotchety old men or something. I don't know. But in in absence of some They're kind in of excuse, my crotchety old men club. Yeah, you know, we play we play poker. Like when you guys go to sleep, I, I don't know. If he, if he has some kind of shit like that, then we I don't We call play.
0: ourselves the crotcheteers. <laughs> well,
1: uh, we should offer. I mean, we should offer Slewfoot a slew ride, even though that'll be very very awkward.
2: It'll it'll be a little uncomfortable, but I mean, you know, let's put that out there. Right. Um, we can see what these people say, and
0: I, I think that's everybody. All right. Um, so yeah, you guys are packing everything. You have more stuff than either Jeanette or Slewfoot. They are are pretty much completely, uh, you know, they they couldn't they could hardly bring anything with them. Uh, I think Jeanette left with nothing but uh, like a a cutting tool and a rocket launcher. Yep. Uh, she has since printed out... She was teaching herself how to use these 3D printers and manufacturing tools. Mm-hmm. So she now has a fair spread of basic hand tools that are, again, printed out really high quality, which Can is you average out quality here. print smaller printers? What? Are you allowed to print out smaller printers? You don't know. Okay. Um, SLU has just about nothing. Uh... And so, okay, give me a roll, each of you. Okay. Right. Let me uh, go over to my dice. One, six, one, eight,
2: one, ten.
1: That would be an eight.
2: All right. I get, oh, shit, I get a three. I don't roll well at all.
1: Oh, boy. Wait, what are oh. you, your
2: two highest dice or what? I got a two, a one, and a one, so I got a three. Wow. All
0: right. So, you it's are a carrying... a very shitty roll. It's a good thing you cleared that one out. As you are stacking <laughs> the like bin the with pack in it, you drop it. Oh, God. And it just... Boom! No. boom and you Hope he's okay in there.
2: Well, good thing I'm a doctor. I'll help him out later.
0: Uh, yeah, and, you know... You're... He, he has arranged for you guys to deliver this trunk to someone at the station. So he's not planning on getting out until you guys get there. Obviously. You're you're going to hand him off Mm -hmm. to someone named
2: Rudiger. Okay, let me write that down because I know that I'm going to forget it. Uh, Hand off to Rudiger. Got it. All right. All right, um... So, I assume that he has enough experience smuggling himself in crates that he doesn't, like, cry out or give himself away, right? Because I feel like that would be a little bit early for that. Nobody's
0: checking on you. Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Force of habit. So, you load all this stuff up. Um, you he He is buried under all this other stuff, all your frozen spiders and such, and your dad is talking about how... Someone from his old farmer's guild made it to this place three days ago, and he's like, yeah, all the good rooms have been taken, and we are I'm just hoping we can find some place with enough space that we can start spider farming, at least on a limited artisanal scale.
2: Limited artisanal spider farming? This game
0: is so much more than I expected.
2: Um, Okay, so that's good. I'm glad that he has at least one friend.
0: Oh, he didn't say this guy was a friend, just an associate. But uh, you guys load up um, and jet across, and Charles tries to explain to you which of the openings you're supposed to go in. Uh, And you, you get into a dock, but it's just open to space. You get in. It closes a wall behind you, but it doesn't pressurize. So you're enclosed, and in your you're in an area that's sticking out far enough that the gravity's a little heavy, and SLU is complaining about that. But you guys can leave in your spacesuits, and there's an airlock there where you can haul uh, your stuff out. And what they recommend is that you look around, try and find an unclaimed space... And then, Mm -hmm. you know, basically squat there. That a person who is in an unclaimed space can claim it as long as they're there. But if you leave, someone else could could come in and take it until you've been there continuously for some undefined amount of time. It's unclear on how long you have to squat there before someone recognizes that this is no, seriously, for real, your space now. So it's just... Yeah, it seems like there was a committee that was supposed to arrange a way for everyone to equitably get a shot at the good spaces, but they didn't get it done, so it has devolved into something a little more active and anarchic. Okay. But you've parked your ship, you're leaving all your stuff there, um... And, but you're taking off the, the pack package, Mm -hmm. the package. And as you're getting off, there's a guy standing there saying, well, I was just about to claim that, that, that dock, you know, and he's like, if and, and someone who's next to him is shrugging. And so apparently the very place you parked is unclaimed. Okay, good. Well, let's uh, go ahead and stake our claim there. You're going to just take the
2: very first space you look at?
1: Yeah, we should this, probably... I
2: mean, yes, do you want to nose around for a while? or There are... Two of us, I am loath to split the party, but we could leave Elijah here and then scout and see if we can find any place better. If that's what you want to do, it's like sure, yeah, son. Yeah.
1: Because I think because because we should definitely try to get, especially with the limited amount of space. We have
2: yeah, because he's less like, less. hey, you know, we're running out of space. Better get someplace,
0: and you
1: know,
2: right. that so, way like, stay here I don't and mind
0: Staying here and not looking at the first new place I could stretch my legs in and look around in for. The first time in a month. That's that's okay with me. I don't mind a bit. And he you know looks at the other guy and he's like, Look, our ship's there. We'll talk when we get back. Is that a problem? Okay. And they bicker for a bit. Great. Alright. So you enter Gumstring Station, this magnificent crazy patched together cosmopolitan space. Gumstring Station. Uh, and yeah, you walk down this gigantic hallway. There's all kinds of doors all over the place. Um, what are you looking for? Do you have any kind of search plan or are you just going to bum around? How are you going to find a space to call your own?
1: All right. Well, let's look over. Okay. So let's look over what we need space to call our own. One, it should be a place that we're okay with living in. Two, it should be a good place to raise spiders. Yep, three, yep. it should... We should at least be able to turn one part of it into something fancy. Okay. Sounds good to me. The three big priorities.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, the, the place where you've parked the goose, I mean, it, apparently the guy who wants that spot... You know, he's sitting down with his arms crossed, uh, but, you know, he's, uh, you know, has got, reached some kind of understanding with Eli about, well, if you don't take some other space, you'll have to move your stuff, but we you can leave your ship here for now because, you know, there's not much else he can do. He has no other way to move your ship. So that's sort of at, it's, it's not really a solution so much as it is a stalemate, uh, okay. So he's sitting there with his arms crossed, glaring as you walk off, and right. you reach what is apparently the main street. You climb upward, the gravity getting incrementally lighter, until you are on this giant boulevard, and you can see a couple of the uh, the sleeve aliens are slurping their way down the middle of the road. There are people, you know, some people are painting the fronts of spaces, uh, but it it all looks a little bit dingy and industrial uh, and patched together and naked rivet is the, the sort of dominating aesthetic. There are some exceptions. You know, there's one place where... You're walking along, it's like metal storefront, metal storefront, metal storefront. And then you reach to this place where there are all these wooden uh, masks and idols hung up and leaning against the wall. And this guy's sitting out front uh, with a piece of, no kidding, real old earth wood carving it. And there are several smaller, you assume they're alien species and a couple robots floating in the air watching him do this. So that is the main street. Okay. And it's noisy.
1: As I would assume. All right.
2: Wow, exciting. Wood.
1: Yeah. Wood, wood people noise. So he,
0: you know, he nods at you. Mm-hmm. His teeth you're you're 90% sure his teeth aren't made of wood, but have just been permanently dyed to look wooden. I see. Okay. And so he nods and uh as you're, you know, walking down the street, uh you see Aruna. And okay. we will we'll say hello. She gives one you know the little Catherine Hepburn sneer smile where you uh. tilts the head back and looks down the nose and it's technically a smile, but it's more a bearing of teeth. She gives one okay. of those to Slough. And sure. Slough just crosses her arms, looks levelly back, and Aruna says, Oh, the Burrows boys, you've, you have arrived at Gumstring. I was fortunate to be on the very first shuttle over and got a place right here on Main Street. There are very few left. Unfortunately, the larger units, which are upstairs above the street, have all been taken by people who got here earlier because they lucked out enough to be badly injured during the rescue and were brought on a fast hospital ship. Lucked out enough to be injured during the rescue was a shitty thing to say. She's like, but there's one, there's one spot next door where the, the woman who was squatting there got called away because her family found her and she had to run from them. So do you, if you wanted to live next door to me, that's an option. And she's like, this is, this is the best place to live. The gravity is optimal. It's very close to the atmosphere processors. So the air is somewhat fresh. They, uh, apparently, the first few weeks they were... Uh, the first week they had humans here, they uh, took a... a they did tests to see what fragrances people wanted their air to smell like so it rotates through cut grass and cooking popcorn whatever that is but it does smell wonderful here
2: okay and cool so, so that was aruna that was speaking or slo yeah that was yeah, aruna that was, aruna. Aruna. That
1: was aruna. definitely aruna because only aruna would definitely be you should live next to me because we live in the best place
2: I don't know. I mean, living in the best place sounds pretty good. Um, but it is, is it but outweighed by being Aruna. neighbors with Aruna? <laughs> I mean, I know <laughs> that she and Slu hate each other. She's not really She's not... been overtly shitty to
1: us. True, but but it, it's less than, oh, it's Aruna. And more like, oh, it's the problems involved with Aruna Because
2: then we're going to have to be in the middle of their shit all the time.
1: Well, not not just that. She's also clearly, you know, made friends with certain cliques of aliens that clash with our personal cliques of aliens. And well,
2: I think we're gonna run into some of that no matter where we live.
1: Oh, oh definitely. It's just you know, so, do we do we want it upfront or do we or do we want a nice place? I. I
2: feel like if we get it up front, then we'll at least know it's coming so that when it inevitably, you know, comes down on us with the force of a thousand suns, we'll at least be prepared for it rather than being blindsided. Cause I don't feel like we're going to be able to dodge that forever.
1: True.
0: Well, each, no, Eli we really sticks want. his head in and is looking and says, like, it's kind of small. And Slew says, well, it's bigger than the place by the, the airlock that, that, that little cross-legged man was sitting in that, if you take that, you, you you are going to have to sleep in triple bunk beds. Mm.
2: Triple bunk beds do not sound well-suited to our needs. She's like,
0: but... Well, yeah, but, I mean, we're going to need somewhere to put the spruce goose unless we sell it or something. Well, that's clearly not an option. Right. She's like, so- after Jeanette
1: did all that work on it, and
0: she puts her... Hands over Jeanette's ears like earmuffs. <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely. Like th- th- that's that's com- that's completely out of the out of the question.
0: Well, uh, Iruna says, "Oh, well, think it over. Look, oh, I know you just got here. Look at some other places, but don't think too long." Oh man. Okay, so well, that's one option.
1: You. Well, thank you as always.
0: Yeah. So you've got the docking slot. You've got a box on Main Street that you could get. Um, Where else are you going to look?
1: Okay. Um,
0: Where else is there? What's the layout look like? Okay. Um, As you're getting it mapped out, the impression you get is that the section you have used to belong to sleeves, the Mm -hmm. giant aliens, uh, the the bioluminescent slug-like ones, and they apparently have uh, evolved somewhere with about Earth-like gravity. So there are, this is all cleaned out X sleeve space, or much of it is. And if you go all the way to the end of the human zone on one area, you run into a sleeve habitat. And if you go all the way down to the other end of Main Street, you run into a different sleeve habitat. But at the, but about halfway between those two, there's a cross street, which is (laughs) one of the struts that connects the ring habitat to the center, the zero gravity center of the whole giant space station. Mm -hmm. And so if you went up there, you would get lighter gravity, which SLU is kind of, you know, saying, Oh, so there's, there are places with less than one G like on Mars, that, that would be terribly comfortable. Uh, and apparently up that way, uh, it borders with a scav, neighborhood. The scabs are those floating cloud-like aliens that you haven't interrupted uh, interacted with very much, the sort of jellyfish gas bag ones. Okay. And that's where the hospital is or the the veterinarian section for humans anyway. <laughs> veterinarian section for humans. Uh, well, that's uh, that'll be convenient.
2: I'll probably need to go there at least sometimes.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know you're qualified you're a qualified medic. you could probably get a job there if you wanted. I sure could don't know exactly what a job entails
2: in a post scarcity society, but it would be a you know, uh-huh. good place to meet people
0: and help M- people out medical medical expertise is one uh, and that street terminates at a really big airlock, the one where you left the Goose is sort of a fan-shaped collection of small, air uh, or small docking bays. Mm-hmm. This is the huge docking bay where, uh, remember Ben had that big ship that hauled other ships? Right. you remember him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of his ship? Well, anyway, doesn't matter. But it was big enough that it would need to go into this place. Mm-hmm. So you could head down there, you could head up towards the uh, clockwise sleeve neighborhood, you could go to the counterclockwise sleeve neighborhood, you could go up around the scav section, uh, you could go by the big docking bay and look around there, you've pretty much, you've, you've looked around a little bit by the, the little docking bay. So, what you looking for? Where are you going to head?
2: well did the um did the penthouse have room for us to farm spiders or not?
0: I get the impression that it didn't uh the penthouse you mean the one next to Aruda? yeah no it, it not not in a serious fashion
2: that's kind of a pain in the ass, yeah, okay, so uh we could look for something that had that because that was like one of the three things that we had said that we wanted to do so you're
0: looking for
2: large spaces. I guess so. Sure, we could look at some of those.
0: Okay, um, they suggest. Uh, well, Charles suggests. Let's see. How would Charles phrase this? Uh, if you're looking for large areas, you're probably going to find that up by the counterclockwise. They might because that those used to be uh, sca or I'm sorry sleeve workspaces. Sleeve and Scav collaborative workspaces. That's near where the big fabricators are. Or there might be some storage places down by the big loading dock. And you know, analyzing it, analyzing the blueprints, there's something strange here. There's a, a, there's a large area that is... It was visible from the Killing Blade, but it's not on the blueprint but the power readout indicates that there's power going to it.
2: There's power going to... I think it's what? a hidden room. Oh, shit, a hidden room. Okay. Well, that
0: sounds exciting. Let's, do, let's, let's look over there. All right. Um, so, yeah, he, show, he, he you know, shows you an overlay of the... or feeds to your phone, which can project, and then rotates it so it's out of the dead pixel arc and you can see a schematic of the station overlaid with a 3D rendering of the station taken, and you can see that there's this sort of triangular box built into an angle by the giant docking bay. And, you know, on the power out... uh, the, the power schema schematic for the base, you can see several wires go in there and just aren't registered anymore. And so he takes you to where he's to where those wires go in. And after poking around for a bit, you find that there's a loose panel that you can push in and shove to the side. It begins. Okay.
2: <laughs> so do you want to do that? Are are you ready for this, Stanley? Yep, let's do it. Let's let's look and see what kind of
0: graffiti's inside of these air vents. Alright, what's going it. on? Well, it's not an air vent. It's like a warehouse. It's not Ooh. quite the size of a warehouse, but it's much bigger than the other spaces, but it is extremely cold, mm-hmm. and it is full of junk, It and it's alien junk. You have no idea what all this stuff is. And as you're looking around, you know, Sloop pokes at something, and it just deflates with this horrible smell. She's waving her hand in front of her face, saying... Do aliens have serial killers? Because no, probably. Because I am expecting to find a bunch of stuffed pred heads here any minute. So has she beaten us here? or She's been walking with you. Yeah, okay. she's with
2: us. Hmm. Well, um, I your, hope that we haven't stumbled like, oh, into
0: like a... This is... You could do all kinds of spider farming in here. So he's... And Jeanette says there's a basement secret room inside of the secret room. Cool. So you, well, it's not secret. She just found a a thing in the floor and you go down there. You've got, you know, you're using your, uh, your ansibles for illumination and yeah, it's just cluttered. There's all kinds of stuff. Some of it clearly broken, much of it kind of disgusting. And when you get down to the basement, the gravity is pretty oppressive. Like, how bad is it? Is it, like, you need to have the suit, or... Oh, no. It's the opposite of the suit. If you were wearing the suit in here, you would... uh, You'd barely be able to crawl. Hmm. So, So being in in the basement is like wearing a 40-pound backpack. Hmm. All right. Uh, Give me rolls, each of you. All All right. right. Tell me what your champ dice
1: are.
2: Okay. I get a 7
1: I got a 15 my d10 and my d6 got a 10 on my d10 and a 5 on my d6 my champs
0: are my 8 and my 10 Okay, Um, so Henry, oh no it's Stanley Stanley finds a machine that looks kind of familiar and it's under, you know he's poking under a tarpaulin. and he's like wait no I know I've seen this and he pulls it off and it's a box about the size of a freezer, and it has. And he's scratching his head, looking at it. And Jeanette comes up and says, "I trained on that.
1: You, 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 you. Tra- oh,
0: oh shit! Is it a printer?
1: You trained on on that? What 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 is it?
0: Um, it's I, I, a gross matter printer. Yeah, oh, yeah. is it?" Oh, yeah. Oh. And so she starts (laughs) looking around and checking it, and she's like, and she, you know, makes this sort of eight, figure eight motion on a piece of its surface that doesn't look different to you, and it glows with this light peach-colored glow. And so she starts poking at it, and she's like, yeah, it looks like it's functional. Um, it's, it's empty. Uh, well, it can't print anything right now, and... She lifts the lid and says, oh, there's something inside, and bends over the edge and picks up something that is about the size of a dinner plate. Um, mm-hmm. It's square and flat and has flanges and ridges. Any idea what this is? Mm. Well, uh, can we try to scan
2: it with our Ansibles? Sure. Because yeah, um, I remember that that was a thing that mine could do sometimes. So uh, maybe it's like, um, you know, the golden discs from Beast
0: Wars, and there's some information on it. Um, your answers oh, hold up my come up with 6,821 unique hits for objects in that shape. Okay. Um, They're going to be a while grinding through those, translating them by weight, size, you know, albedo, trying to figure out what this thing is. So they say, we're sorry, we'll have to get back to you when we know what it is. Okay, so you do the first 3,140,
2: and then I'll do the second 3,141.
0: All right. Packed.
1: Yeah, that works.
0: So she puts it back in there and closes, closes the thing, and she's like, wow. Well, this is not a high-end maker by any means. If you want to make something out of steel, you have to put steel into it. If you want to make something out of gold, you have to put gold into it. Um if you want it's it's not going to print food unless you put food into it. But if, it's not going to print food unless you put food into it. Yeah, if you had like, I don't know, a steak, you could throw it in here. And it would make you a T-bone steak with, you know, realistic veins of fat and blubber and bone. It begins. Okay, well, that answers what my next
2: question was going to be. Um, So it looks like we are going to be moonshiners. (laughs) All right. He said he'd give us a recipe and we can apparently just, like, pour sugar and bread and grape juice and crap in here and get wine, so... She's like maybe I'll have to think well, about we'll, it. We'll 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 noodle around with it a little bit when she's not using and, it for something that's actually very, important.
1: And at the very least, we can ensure that some of the uh, some basic materials, so we can at least you know help get like maybe like plates and utensils and and, and basic like basic luxuries tablecloth. Uh, yeah, tablecloth. You know the good stuff.
0: mm Hmm. Um. And she. Yeah. You guys. Are, so. She climbs out of there and is like, well, you know, they've, there are matter printers all along here for people to use. But having one of your own, even one that's just the basic model, would be kind of a luxury. And you know, okay. your, your dad's like, and the you know, and the spiders, son. You've got to think of the spiders. You're right. The- I'm always thinking of the spiders. Okay, okay so... so- and awesome. It is gross down there, though. It is sticky, smelly, cold, disorganized. You're not sure what space mold really is, but there's some there.
2: We'll, we'll, we'll clean it up.
0: I mean, we've, we'll have time. We'll 3D print some brooms and shit. Uh, and as you are coming back up out of the basement, you see a figure silhouetted in the doorway. Is it human? Yes. Okay. What do you do? Does it look like anybody that
2: we know, or is it just As you somebody get closer? Who's been... It's Pack.
1: Oh, okay, great. He's
2: like,
0: oh, hello. What have you found here?
2: We have uh, some good news. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll show them around. And we'll explain what's what.
0: It's like, ah. Can we have another private conversation?
2: <laughs> oh, boy. I, I feel he, like he's probably a step or three ahead of me. So,
0: yeah, sure, we'll put our cell the, phones away. Yeah, he, he puts his cell phones and Ansible in the Matter Fabricator and looks pointedly at your, th- at your father and two friends as he draws you aside. Yeah, we'll, we'll step aside. Like, see what he needs. Brothers, can I be frank with you? And... Doing so will place me in considerable danger, but I, Uh-oh. I feel I can trust you. I, I know the nobility that is within you. I, I accept that you are, in many ways, men of much greater honor than myself. You're too kind. You know that you can trust us. Uh, you've never given you a reason otherwise, and neither of you. Well, he reaches out and takes each of you by the hand and looks you in the eye. You know, he's only got one eye, so he's got to switch between the two of you. He's like, will you swear on your family honor, will you give me your word and your oath that you will not repeat what I'm about to tell you to anyone, human, alien, AI, or miscellaneous? Okay, well, I got to know what he's going to say now, so...
1: Of course. Of course,
0: of course. All right.
2: You know that a Burrow's word, once freely given, is our bond.
0: He squeezes your fingers and he says, You know that there was some commotion aboard the Killing Blade vehicle looking for a person who was sending signals, radio signals, back to Earth.
1: Oh,
2: yes,
0: we do. It caused a lot of trouble. Do you have any idea who it might be? I know
1: exactly where it wish was. Because... He looks, I who.
0: looks left, looks right, and says, It was me, brothers. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> I, I knew you, you were going to fucking <laughs> do this to
1: me, <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Uh, there it is. Okay. Oh, boy. It's oh, on... you bros. <laughs> what wacky investors you have.
2: Okay. All right. So he drops this bomb on us. I, uh, must confess, I'm...
0: (coughs) ...shocked. Uh, Why? Why would I not? We are... We... We are from Mars, but... Our origins are Earth. We owe everything to Earth. It is the planet... uh, ...of... ...our origin. And I have... I, I have always had... ...contact... ...with certain factions... ...on Earth among the exhumans, Who, you will remember, protected us for decades from the AI threat before these... ...these aliens rampaged in out of nowhere and demanded that we accompany them. As soon as the aliens appeared, my friends on Earth... No, as long as I'm telling you this, I should tell you everything. My daughter on Earth contacted me. And... The aliens terrify them. The the technology they possess is so clearly in excess of what Earth has, has access to. And since I have been given the Ansible, I have been doing research into what these social justice warlords, as they call themselves, have done in the past. And they are not gentle with species that they deem a threat. If they decide that Earth is a danger to them, they could destroy it. And I know you feel the ex-humans failed us. And maybe they did. Maybe they did. But is that one weakness, that one failure, so great a crime, that you would condemn them to death at the hands of extraterrestrials about whom we know nothing.
1: I can understand I can understand your words and and, and I appreciate and I, I, I honestly do. I I appreciate your acknowledgement of my feelings and, and I believe my brothers as well. At the at the same time I, I'm left with a question how do we know that we they how do we know that they could they can see earth as a threat surely surely they failed us but i don't we i don't believe that i i simply just cannot believe that they would they would see them as a threat after after all after all they've after all they've done i i suppose
0: well then let me extend this further the social justice warlords, quote-unquote, are just one organization among many, many, many in a vast and cosmopolitan galaxy. Now that Earth has been found, what is to stop some more warlike species from deciding that, oh, this this backwater cut off from the Ansible would make a fine ornament to our our empire— we can conquer it and plunder any technological or cultural treasures they have. Hmm. Okay. I I am not asking much from you, brothers. Just give me your silence. That much,
2: we can certainly guarantee. How, um... When was the last time you were in contact with your daughter? Was she able to get off planet?
0: No, no. Um... I have not heard from her since the radio beacon was discovered. I see. And that's
2: why you were keeping in contact with Earth. Yes. And there wasn't anybody else you uh, were in regular communications with?
0: Well, there were others associated with my daughter, her her friends, her colleagues. Uh, and similarly, there are a few other people in Among Us. You'll understand that I don't want to name names. We are Right. Asking, you and me are both safer. Not People
2: knowing. were just ordinary citizens of Earth? Or were they... Um... You
0: know there's no such thing anymore?
2: Oh, my, my words fail me. Were they uh, high command? Were they uh, ruling elite aristocracy? Uh, you know what I'm saying. Were they anybody who had power to get in contact with us, maybe rendezvous with us once we get where we're going.
0: Well, the... There is no faster-than-light technology among the Earthlings, which is one reason that they're they're not a threat, and one reason that they are sitting ducks. If we can find a way to get faster-than-light technology to them, then they can deal on a more equal footing even though as soon as they leave the termination shock their superior enhanced intellects will fail but uh, we're we're seeking a way to put them in contact on an even footing with the wider universe so that's
2: what you were communicating to your contacts back on earth um faster than light technology
0: we were trying, but at that time we had no no grasp of the Ansible, no real understanding of what it was or how it worked.
2: I see. And uh, your goal after that, I gather, is to find some way to uh, circumvent the brain block that occurs once they pass the termination shock.
0: Our goal now is to reestablish contact with Earth. From what mm. I understand, Ansible... Uh, Ansible messages can't reach Earth at all, ever and if we were to send a radio message from here it would not reach Earth for something like a dozen years
2: that aside uh, our benefactors are clearly able to pick up traditional radio signals in addition to not being able to get a response for a quarter of a century you might uh, tip your
0: hand let me worry about that. All I ask of you for now is silence. But this space off the grid has tremendous potential. I can't I, argue. I, I am begging you to help me get back in contact with my daughter. And in return, everything that... Uh, all, the, all the resources I can bring to bear... I pledge to aid you. Please help me, and let me help you. Okay.
1: I... What
0: do you think, dude?
1: I think... at Stanley... Uh, uh, hmm. I'm on the
0: horns
2: Stanley's of a dilemma Stanley. here.
1: Yeah, it's a dilemma here. It's putting him into contact with Earth. They clearly want to develop some kind of military, or at least some kind of edge, because... The humans definitely feel threatened because for the first time they've encountered something with a higher technological thing than them that's just not yes. explicitly kill-murder like the AIs. Right. Uh, so, I feel like...
2: I feel like even if he is being genuine, which I think at this point it's fair to say is, is in doubt and just wants to keep <laughs> in contact with his daughter and her cohorts, that even you if know, that's true... Um, once faster than light technology is on Earth, you can't you can't unring that bell. So, I mean, if it spreads and they get off planet, then I think that the Preds and the rest of the Rainbow Coalition will deem them a threat and just blink bomb the shit out of the planet and kill everybody anyway. Right. So, I don't think that that's in anyone's best interests. So. I think we should sandbag this while we can, but not overtly sort of cock-block him to his face and say, we won't help you. Because if we do that, then he's not going to tell us what he's up to, and we'll be in the dark and also in danger. This way, we're totally screwed, but we at least know that it's coming. Well, so, what do you think?
1: They're, they're worried about Earth being a threat. What if, if they can yeah. keep a contact with Earth? we know that the We know that the Coalition doesn't Care much for Earth? It thinks that they've failed, which is why this whole process is beginning, anyways. Uh-huh. But, but keep in mind that they're not explicitly attacking the planet. Like they, they fought back against the, against the Earth ships because they were essentially, you know, trying to take back the the market. Yeah,
2: exactly. If I mean, there's
1: a way we can turn this communication with Earth to our advantage, like, mm-hmm. if, like I'm not, I'm not saying, oh yeah, overnight we could totally make the Earth people friendly with the you know, with the with the great warlords, but like, mm-hmm. if we could try to kind of use, try to use Pax, you know, Pax uh, network and stuff, to essentially try to find a diplomatic solution. Try if if we can't get Earth on the coalition, we can at least get them talking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We might be able to have a way for him to be able to talk to his daughter and be able to at least resolve this in a way that doesn't end in guns at least not immediately
2: I like where your head's at I think that that's a good idea my, my thing is like once the, the only reason that I think the president blew up the earth was because I didn't think it was a threat if they get to that stage then I think that they're probably at the very least going to be emailing you know MMO kill bots like they did to planet mookling and right. I want to avoid that because that's uh that's
1: very know, that's bad
2: shitty I don't want he, that for anybody again,
1: PAX not wrong he is mm-hmm. not, we know that for a fact. Um, so yeah, so I think the plan is, uh, again, if we, we could, uh, again, we could try to balance this by have it, by by trying to turn the, the Earth Exes towards trying to at least interact with the, the Great Council and trying to turn the Great Council to at least give Earth a chance. Because it seems like it, it's whatever decision they've made, it's not a done deal. So, I agree. It's a bit. It's a big task, and we don't know if you know. We don't know if uh, Hotspur or or Pack or any of our friends so far will be down for it. But it's a great big ambitious plan. That's that, that's that's pie in the sky. And if that's not a Burroughs way of doing things, I don't know what would.
2: I'm I'm sold on all of this. I think it's a great idea. And when we're making the pitch, we can be like you know, let's get in front of this so that we don't have to have you know centuries or millennia's long conflict or shadow war like you do on planet Mookling, because i know everybody's agreed that's a good sort of band-aid for the short term but about half of them aren't really enthusiastic about it so that way they wouldn't have to do it a second time
1: exactly so All right
2: and if we so, can get them to admit that maybe they'll stop killing the people there too
1: <laughs> yeah so so stanley uh, he's going to he's going to speak up it's like pack We'll try to help you get back in contact with your daughter but i want you to listen to me and i want you to and i want you to take that i want you to take this i think there's a way where we can all benefit from this situation and we're going to need your help as well i think we can i think based on what we know we can establish diplomatic contact between the agencies of earth and the aliens who are our benefactors i think it is possible but i will need your help
0: and he grabs you by the hand and says, You can trust me implicitly. Termination Shock is released under Creative Commons non commercial share alike no derivatives license. The music is courtesy of the Muse Open website and is a U.S. military band playing Holst's The Planets, the Jupiter Suite. This has been Termination Shock.